Town Cowboys Podcast. Yo, what up, everybody? It is the K-Town Cowboys Podcast. Today, I am not doing Facebook Live because my buddy, my pal, is back. Bobby Choi is in the building. I say hello, Bobby. Hello, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, man, I miss you, bro. Like, uh, doing the podcast by myself was, uh, was excruciating, not just for me, but I'm sure for the listeners <laughs> as well. And I just said, get that, got that out the way because I saw the, I saw the insult forming in your brain. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I uh, actually think that when you do it alone mm-hmm. and do the Facebook Live things, mm-hmm. it's actually more entertaining. You think so? No, yeah, you don't. You I think fucking so. Fucking lie. Look at you. You can't, man. What? Yeah, what I've, happened to your acting abilities? You did well in I'm your movie. I'm just assuming because I haven't <laughs> seen them, <laughs> but I know you do them. Um, so Bobby, you just got back. From from California, L.A. and San Francisco, hmm. uh, to to pr- the world premiere of your movie Fiction and Other Realities. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, congratulations, buddy! Thank you, thank uh, you. Complete strangers got to see your movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, and um, you know it was fun because I got to see um, people react to it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've been like in the edit on this for like over a year Mm-mm. now. And so I honestly didn't know how it was going to be received. Mm-hmm. And this one is a little weird because, you know, I edited this thing for a Korean audience. Right. So taking it to the States was a big gamble. Um, and I had no idea how it was going to be received. But, but we got really lucky, actually. There's a lot of, um, we got a lot of love from these screenings and people laughed at parts that I didn't know was possible. Like it just, it's, it, it was a real eye opener. Right. You know, so I feel like I should have done some test screenings for non-Koreans. Um, I think it just tells me this, this film has more value, value than if, you know, a non-Korean audience can enjoy it and respond to it in the way I did. So it just makes me feel better about myself. Yo, dude, like I was in, well, I was in um, Guam when you're screening your movie. Mm-hmm. And now after my show, um, I, I, I was, I was in my hotel room, like messaging people like, yo, how did it go? Did you go see Bobby's movie? Because obviously, they, you know, even if it wasn't a good movie, They'd probably tell you that it was cool to your face, mm-hmm. but then to me, they'd probably tell me the truth. And those people that I hit up that saw your movie mm-hmm. said they liked it. You know what I mean? They liked it. They didn't love it. They didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't love it. We, it's not the Godfather of Korean American films, motherfucker. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, and we were talking about this before we recorded. We, you, and I both know that. You know what I mean? Like. We make a movie thinking, oh, dude, this is going to when mm-hmm. when when the ideas in our head are like this is gonna I don't know say change the world or whatever, but you're uh-huh. like, dude, like in my mind when I made K Town Cobb when I wrote yeah. K Town Cobb I was like, oh shit, like, yeah. like I'm gonna go to Sundance and you know what I mean? Like I thought uh-huh. it was gonna be like a somewhat of a really? groundbreaking movie. Really, I, you w- thought that when I started writing it, yeah, because I I read the script. So. <laughs> I read yours too. <laughs> But then, you know, like, after after it was all said and done, you're like, you know what? 
it's good enough, you know? Yeah, I think it's, you know, a lot... We, we don't get enough credit for putting our balls out there, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, is that the phrase? I don't know. Uh, but you, I guess it is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put... I think that's important, you know? Like, I, I don't think we're talented, but I think we're risk takers. Uh, and there's there's value in... You should speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. no, man, but yeah, like the people that, that saw it, um, not just in L.A., but in, in, in San Francisco. And people, yeah. they, uh, the feedback that I got independently, um, mm. that it was very successful, you know? Yeah, um, it's hard. It's for me, like I, uh, it kind of made me scared because I did edit this for a Korean audience, but mm. I'm not Korean. Right. So, just based on like working with a couple Korean editors and stuff like that, um, uh, I'm af- kind of afraid now of showing it to a Korean o- Korean audience because I know it hits in different ways. Right. But I didn't expect the reaction to be so welcoming right. in the states. I thought a lot would fly over people's heads, mm-hmm. and so. Now I'm kind of worried when we show it in Korea. I wonder if it's going to be kind of deadpan. But didn't didn't mm-hmm. your staff or like didn't people mm-hmm. who are Korean mm-hmm. watch your film? Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. but it's hard to say because you know we were in a theater with you know a lot of people uh-huh. as opposed to like just a few people watching it. Right. A lot of, and then I, I I kind of forgot that. You know, the energy of the room. Of course. Yeah. Like, feeds into a lot of how the... Uh, just how, you know, well the screening is going. So, the... Like, for instance, we had an encore screening. Mm-hmm. And only, like... I think we had, like, 35 people there. 40 mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to the, the premiere mm-hmm. night, which was, like, 300, 400 people. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So... There was less laughter, yeah, in the encore, yeah, you know, because there wasn't enough people making it contagious, I right. guess, right, 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 and so it was interesting to see that too, mm-hmm. you know, because the encore screening, I, I was expecting more of that reaction because there was a lot of silence <laughs> throughout <laughs> the thing, although after. Afterwards, we got a lot of great feedback uh, from the people that were there. I mean, like Daniel Day Kim came. Right. Uh, Tamlin Tamita was there. Yes, your crush. Um, yeah. Your childhood crush. Um, uh, Johan from Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. Leo Leonardo Nam. Like, and to have their responses, um, and it felt very genuine. Right. Uh, that was another, you know, um, mind opening kind of like reaction eye-opening eye-opening yeah so sorry yeah (laughs) um because to get it to get that kind of uh response from i I can't say really my peers but my the people that are in that industry or in the film industry to see actually because they've seen hundreds of films if not you know thousands that um that they've uh you know like and they've not, not only seen, but they've they they've gone through the experience of actually mm-hmm. in the in the in the production side of things, yeah. right? So, and for know. them to see an Asian American film, right. which they do a lot of, right. you know, right. and so to get their kind of approval, right, 
on what I did and uh, their encouragement meant meant the world world to me. Yeah, um, man. I mean, so. like, dude, I like, you know, given that that, uh, I mean, I don't know the, you know, I guess the stresses that you were going through making this mm-hmm. film, but I had a understanding of some of it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I went through this exercise. Yeah. I know what it's gonna do to you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But on top of that, you you uh, not only did you write it, you co-directed it, you edit mm-hmm. it, edited it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you basically uh, you're like Bobby C K. You know what I mean? Like you did you did all of it. You know you just didn't jack off in front of women, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, <gotcha. laughs> but, but, but like I'm glad you. Uh, <clears throat> I had to clarify. Clarified. That, right, yeah. right, right. But mm-hmm. but you did all of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean for this film. So I mean, I, I could only imagine how much you were uh, living in your your head in terms of how how the response would be, you know, yeah. etc. You know, I'm still tr- recovering from all this because honestly, the past couple of years I haven't been my true self. Mm-hmm. I would say I lost touch with myself mm-hmm. because of all the hardships that come with filmmaking. Yeah. Which is brand new to me, right? And I don't think I handle it, it very well. Um, the film itself is is still it's still not what I envisioned, right? You know, because it's you can only get so close to what you you had it in your in your mind, right? Um, when you don't understand the art form of filmmaking. Yeah, well, someone so, well someone mm-hmm. told me that if you can get seventy percent of your vision. Mm-hmm then you've succeeded. Okay. Yeah, then I, I'm not a success. Because mm-hmm. I, I actually envisioned something a lot more... As, as India as it is, I actually wanted it to be a lot more Indier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indier. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, from the look yeah, um, to the... You know, and for someone that prides himself in, like, in being, like, a, a music guy you know mm. a musician and uh, i was a music supervisor on this film i think i didn't hit the mark there as well because i was just so distracted with so many things like editing and mm. uh, making decisions that i wasn't sh- that i was very self-conscious about and so i wish i could go back and kind of um even do redo the music if that yeah that's kind of crazy but yeah it's crazy yeah uh, but you know, after saying all this, uh, whenever this the the uh, the movie is available, guys, mm-hmm. please watch it. We're, it's a good film, yo. It's a good film, and you know, uh, I play a little role in it. And um, mm-hmm. you uh, actually, you when you came out, yeah, like you got a really great response at every screening. Like, and I don't know if you're gonna like this or not, but I they kind of laughed without you saying anything I know. like they saw your face and kind of was laughed and so um because walter this walter told mm-hmm. me and i'm not giving it away but he was like well if your job danny if your role is to um make bobby your character not want to end up like me then you've succeeded <laughs> and i said well then that means that the lines that were i was saying really don't apply because my body is something that is far from desirable you know what i mean and uh the speaking of which i feel like i'm getting 
back to that body shape right now, and I'm kind of upset right now. You're gaining weight? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I realized what it is? Is that, like, not that I'm comfortable, but, like, to me, the idea of, like, like I have to, like, r- almost stress myself out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 it's a little bit different from you because, you know, you're, you're vegan, but I think you you understand in the sense of like, what should I and what can I eat, mm-hmm. is a stress that, like you always have to think about it, yeah, for you to stay on top of your game. But like if 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 not, mm-hmm. which I haven't been recently, I was like ah fuck it, and that's the result. My stomach and my body right now is a result of my fuck it mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And, um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta start stressing about it for it to, you know what I mean? For me to, you know, get back into shape. But, um, well, you, maybe you want to try going vegan for a little, <laughs> go walk you through it. But part of it is me not knowing what to eat. So I don't eat at all. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I mean, it's just starving yourself, I guess. But, yeah. Which is, which is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Like the um, other day, I was, last night, uh-huh. right, I didn't, yesterday, I didn't eat much. It's just because I didn't have any options. Like, after, last night for dinner, I had, I went to a Thai restaurant with some friends. And the only thing I could order was morning glory, um, stir-fried morning glory, which is oh. like, you know, like spinach. Okay. And they're like, and then they asked do you want anything else with that? Yeah. And I was, and they're like, I was like, no, I'm like, that's, that's good. They're like, you want like a bowl of rice with that? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a bowl of rice and, uh, and, and stir fried morning glory. That was my dinner. To be honest, I didn't know what morning glory was. So, so when you had morning, I was like, were you eating fucking art supplies? <laughs> Which would, would, would fucking phrases that don't make sense on your art supplies, right? Um, no, and then the thing is, is like, I was like, okay, I know I'm gaining weight. And I, I, I've, I've kind of brought it up before you left. Mm-hmm. But then yesterday, I had, a sh- I had two shows. Uh, um, and it was... So basically, some some uh, woman, uh, she she's a Korean, mm-hmm. and she wrote a book about stand-up comedy. Yeah. In Korean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for her to do her due diligence, uh, this chick went to New York for a month mm-hmm. and did a bunch of open mics. Yeah. And like and so and you know and I and I and I gave her some advice in terms of you're gonna bomb every single one of them. Yeah. Right. And um, so. She did a bun- a lot of bu- bunch of open mics. She interviewed like you know people like Dave Attell and Colin Quinn, wow. you know what I mean, wow. and uh, things like that. So she wrote a book about stand up comedy. Now to kind of kick off the event of this book launch, mm-hmm. uh, how did she afford that? By the way, that's like it's all on her own dime, dude. Is so, she rich? <laughs> well, New York a month in New York is not cheap. Uh, she uh, she. So her previous job was mm-hmm. she used to own a, a sex toy shop oh, in Korea. Okay. So and that wasn't yeah. I I kind of heard I I was at the show yesterday, yeah, so yeah. I heard her her set, and uh-huh. she said something about that. Yeah. Um. And I yeah I understood like eighty percent of it. It was in Korean. So, but I did hear really eighty percent. 
Oh, I'm sorry, 20%. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, what the fuck? Yeah. Shut up, you don't know. Your career's not that good. No, but right? and then, but so I, I would hear things like she, she said like English words every now and yeah, then, yeah. And, but she kept saying like sex toy shop or yeah. dildo. Yeah. And I was like, all right, so she's probably, she's, she's, I don't know what she's talking about, but she's talking about, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she 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 previously used to be an owner of a sex toy shop, which apparently okay. did fairly well. Uh-huh. But she sold her portion of it because she, uh, well, she wants to do stand up and she wants to be a writer. Uh-huh. I mean, she's she she was a writer, uh-huh. and then she went into the sex toy shop. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be more of this like, uh, like like a feminist, but not not mm-hmm. like in the in the stereotypical negative way. You know what I mean? The like the negative feminist. You know what I mean? Like the you know like the like when when you have the perception of a stereotypical negative feminist is you know they just hate men. Blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? On but, the extreme. Yeah, on the extreme yeah. side. You know what I mean? But she's more of like you know she wants to you know kind of talk about like like women's sexual liberation and things uh-huh. like that. So she's trying to be more open like. And um, anyway, she's trying to make it okay to talk about in Korea. Yeah, because it's so, very yeah, her, still taboo. Yeah, her set was. I mean, her first bit was about how she went to uh, a department store, and you know they like they check your skin, mm-hmm. uh, and it turns out that she has a the, the her f- skin on her face, the, uh, the skin of a sixteen year old, mm-hmm. right? Or like the sixteen year olds, like, like mm-hmm. I don't know, like moisture or whatever, right? Okay. And so she was like, she felt happy about it. So she told her boyfriend, you can't come on my face anymore because that's like fucking a minor. <laughs> or you know what I mean? Like, like, or that, that kind of, you know, okay. what I mean? that was her first bit. You it know? was weird because I knew she was talking about like kind of, uh, yeah, like sexual things mm-hmm. in her set. Mm-hmm. But there were cameras on the audience. Right. And I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. Right. But I knew that. I should be laughing, right? Just in case they needed the footage of the, that audience at right. a particular time, right? And I didn't want to be the one guy in the shot, like not laughing <laughs> at anything. So I just kind of followed followed along with everyone, yeah. Just because, uh, um, yeah. Whenever anyone around me laughed, I, I, I just like faked it. I fake laughed. <laughs> well, well, thank you for fake laughing. So, um, fucking ass. Now I, now I thought it, now I. I I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, yesterday, I um, I did a so we did two shows, and thank you, Bobby, for coming to the first one. It's the first time I've done a show when the sun was up. It was show started at four p.m., mm-hmm. but for four p.m. there was a decent amount of people. It wasn't like completely sold out, but you know, it was all right. You know, um, for the twenty percent that you understood. Like, what stood out to you? Because, I mean, you've seen what's Korean stand-up comedy twice now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what stood out to you? What stood out to me in terms of... Yeah, your thoughts. Oh. Oh, man, this is a dot, dot, dot question. This yeah. is... This is <laughs> don't do it, Danny. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. I'm getting... Uh, I missed. I, I wasn't listening. All right. Well, so so basically, uh, Bobby has no comments on Korean stand-up comedy. Uh, I mean, dude. In, in it all, was fun to watch. 
Um, just because, but not because it was funny, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was new, mm-hmm. and I knew that it was the beginning of something uh, that will have longevity. Mm-hmm. I I think this is, uh, I think it's fresh and like a lot of people don't know how to react and respond to it right. yet, but um, I think it's gonna work itself out, and just to see the beginning stages of that is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, but it was funny also. I, but your set seemed the most mature mm. in terms of like, um, I could see that you've been through, you've, you, you have experience. Mm. The other comics, I've, I, I felt like they were still working, working it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, Kim Young Jun? Yeah. That guy had a good, he had a really good set. Right, right. I thought he was he had, he was more on the money and kind of understood what was, what was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. It was it was it was fun overall. I I I definitely know that um, that it's a long way to go for anyone mm-hmm. to really like even myself like mm-hmm. to be like um, uh, where I can. Confidently and proudly say that they're stand-up comics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for me, my you know my my definition of being a stand-up comic is it's a little harder than most. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the sense of like this needs to pay your bills. You are what pays the bills. That's my that that's always been my thing, right? Mm-hmm. So as of now, I'm not even a stand-up comic in Korean. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at, at the very least, I have enough experience. To, to to kind of say that it can be, but here it's it's so new and then and, and on top of that, like, you know, no one has done stand up comedy here for more than a year yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So right. there's such and, and you know and, and I think consumers just they just see the the uh, what do you call it? The outcome mm-hmm. but they don't see the process and they don't need to see the process, yeah. but they don't know the process that for the the people that you see on Netflix or whatever, mm-hmm. they have a decade plus of experience yeah. under your under their belt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I think that's why that the the stand up comic comedy of the 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 Korean comic on yeah. the, on Netflix right now. Yeah, I think that's where it kind of falls flat for me. Yeah, uh, just real recognizing the inexperience mm-hmm. and that he's just trying this out for the first time. Yeah. Something gets lost. Right. Um, in terms of I, I just couldn't get through the whole his whole Yeah. Um special. I had to because it helped translate it. But right. um But I mean he you can see you can see that he, he understands it though. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just doesn't have the experience. Dude, like I've <laughs> the funny thing is I'm getting a lot of messages like from Korean Americans that go, mm-hmm. dude, uh like these dudes aren't he wasn't funny, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, well, there's a there's a part of it, I think, that um, is that they fully don't understand Korean culture or Korean... Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Culturally, they're not there yet in terms of understanding what he's really trying to say. Uh, but on top of that, I do agree that he he's still very green, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's a business. At the end of the day... They gave him the the opportunity to not only do one, he already shot another one, uh, is because he's famous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, like, 
even if I build up an hour here, I'm very curious to see if Netflix will ever green green light me doing a an hour special here mm-hmm. because I'm not fa- I'm social media presence I'm mm-hmm. fucking dead really you know what I mean yeah so. I, it's 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 weird it's like it's oh, I mean he's a comedian right but he's not known for stand up comedy right. right in Korea yeah but he's kind of given he's he's given a chance right because I mean he's he's had a lot of followers so he's allowed right. to try these things i guess yeah and get backing but when i see it i don't know if i'm wrong or right with the statement but when i i kind of see like like when i see an actor like billy bob thornton mm-hmm. going on tour with his band right like yeah i don't i know he's a talented guy right but i don't necessarily want to see him playing in a band right. Right. <laughs> i don't know it's not fair to say that yeah uh, because here I am, I'm a musician, and I just made a movie. Right. You know? Right. And so, uh, I'm. it's a double standard, I'm sure. But, like, just that, somewhere in that, like, kind of idea or that sentiment. Right. I feel like that, that's where, what I'm getting at with him trying to do stand-up and trying to get that wide acceptance right away. I kind of feel that way. I mean, absolutely. I I kind of feel that about what's what's his name, Fred Fred Armisen. Yeah. And his the stand up for drummers. Yeah, thing. yeah. Because I was like, okay, I think he's a funny actor. Yeah. But he ain't no stand up, you know. Well, he, I, yeah, that's the, with that one. I was kind of like curious yeah. as to yeah. I think I couldn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched maybe yeah. like ten minutes of it because yeah. I love his humor and right. I love his comedy actually. Right. But. I wondered, um, did he ha- start out in stand-up? Did he ever have like, a stand-up? Like, but that, that question like came yeah. up because I was just like, well, maybe he started out in stand-up. And that now that he has, maybe he's trying to go back to it or whatever. But I looked at his special like I was staring at the sun, dude. Like I was just like, you know what oh, I mean? Okay. Like, you know, Squinting. Like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I I know that it's still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, even for me, you know? And I mean, I can call me arrogant, but I, mm-hmm. I believe that as of right now, I mm-hmm. probably might be the best stand-up comic in Korea, in Korean. Mm-hmm. But it's because there aren't that many people, right? And mm-hmm. I, I I should be. I'm, I'm the one that has, you know, almost, what, now 18 years of experience. I should be the best, you know? <laughs> um, you know, that's... But, but unfortunately... I, I realize what my my obstacles are. And it is the fact that my only strong suit is that I come from uh, the, the point of view of a foreigner mm-hmm. pointing at shit and be like, Koreans might think this is normal. This kind of looks fucking weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, I mean, like... Basically, if we if we think of it on like a bl- levels of you know black and white, mm. it's basically it comes down to money. Like if you had, if you had like hundreds of thousands of dollars backing you, yeah, to get. I mean, if I had that money, I would throw it at you, oh, and be thanks. like, dude, dude, make a proper special, mm-hmm. you know, get all that. Um, and this guy. What Yu Byung Che? Yu Byung Che. Yeah. 
he's got money. You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got like, and so he's able to do a stand-up special. You yeah, know? yeah, it's kind of like. I mean, he's backed by YG. Yeah, you know what I mean, and so it's internally upsetting mm-hmm. to me that you've you've been doing this for eighteen years, mm-hmm. and this guy has been doing it for like less than a year. Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't know what it, he's like, been in less like, than four times. Okay. Period. And so, actually, um, no. Last time he did it three nights in a row. So let's say six times. But, but I also understand that's how the the world turns, you know, because it's business, I've, man. I've did I've been writing music for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, um, you know, I've been, I've been playing music since I was twelve, and I'm what forty one now, forty, mm-hmm. and so. Um, yeah, and I I just see people doing much better. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I know a lot, for a lot of it, not all of it, but there's there's a lot of it, a lot of music, it gets a lot of attention because there's a lot of money behind it. Right, you know, right. and I, I just I've never this is turning to become really depressing. Yeah, but, but like <laughs> but, you know, you wouldn't like like my question to you is, would you? You would be okay with yourself, right? Yeah. You could live with yourself if, mm-hmm. like, someone gave you. Let's say this. Let's say mm-hmm. the roles are reversed. I gave you if I had the money, and I and I threw in mm-hmm. whatever x amount of money that you needed to back your music and figure yeah. out how to place it in the right places. Yeah. Now there's gonna be a part of you that goes, do I really deserve it or not? You're always going mm-hmm. to think that. Am I good enough to whatever? Mm-hmm. Be be fighting with Taylor Swift and you know on the mm-hmm. bill you know what I'm saying? Like just kind of yeah. pushing, you know, sales and stuff like that. Would you feel good about it? Would you I mean at the end of the day we're you and I were were artists, right? Right. And so for me I don't care. I don't care that I'm not popular or I'm right. selling lots of albums and stuff because right. even if I don't sell, like I just released an EP mm-hmm. and it's probably not gonna sell more than fifty copies, but I'm still gonna make another album. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's not gonna stop me because I'm an artist at the right. end of the day. Right. You know, but I know how things work in the music business. You know, you. If I had a million dollars to back me on yeah. on this EP, mm-hmm. then yeah, we, uh, you get more wheels turning, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and which is what Taylor Swift has, you know, right. a- along with talent. Yeah, yeah. But also with a team, and mm-hmm. you're, uh, you know, you have a team of people that understand these th- things better and how to, you know, promote an artist's strengths right. and stuff. Um, I think that would be really helpful for for me too if I had a, a team of people um supporting me yeah. and kind of picking at my strengths and uh and promoting that you know I think that's that's the machine that exists um but but no one's going to take a chance on you know, at least in my lifetime it's never happened because I don't know uh I don't want even say I, I don't know because i'm asian i'm not i'm not um good looking i'm not attractive you know i don't have sex appeal i don't have you know a strong vocal voice mm-hmm. you know i don't know it's it, it's a lot of things and so um but 
I do know as an artist, I need to keep creating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless of sales, regardless of, of that. So, <laughs> the funny part was when you were saying, oh, uh, you know, I, I'm not attractive. I don't mm-hmm. have a. I'm supposed to, no, nah, man. <laughs> but I went, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get it, bro. Like, you know, um, I've. That's what I was. This feeling of how the fuck do I get plugged into the machine? Yeah. Was a was 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 mentally fucking me up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. It was part of the reason why I moved out here, right? Was to be like, all right, and now I re- I realize that I I if I need to succeed or financially at least, yeah, or you know, not even financially. At at the end of the day, I was I, you know, I was thinking to myself, if I was being completely selfish, mm-hmm. if I only thought about me, then I'm cool where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should make more money and, and that'd be fun, right? But the only reason why I I don't want to say regret what I do, but mm-hmm. the only reason if I if I think about other people in my life, mm-hmm. like my parents, like you know what I mean, like you know my like people like my 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 close circle, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to take care of them, you know what I mean? And then when that's the thought, and I'm like shit, like I get it. I gotta, I gotta get plugged in somehow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even here, where like I said, the I mean, I, I was talking about like, like, like management or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I talked to the, uh, the a writer for that show, Masked, Masked Singer, the Korean show, right? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds was on. You know, it was, it was a big deal. Like, oh my God, look at Ryan Reynolds in a Korean show. He's yeah. he's such a marketing genius and all that shit. Anyway, that dude. And I was like, clearly this guy doesn't know anything about stand-up, but he gave me an idea for what he thought would be a good variety show for stand-up comics. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you what he pitched me. Mm-hmm. He said, let's call it like phone booth, mm-hmm. right? So this comedian is in this glass, like not necessarily a phone booth, but kind of like a like a transparent box, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you have like a phone. And there is like hundreds of Bluetooths, like the wireless, like, like connected. Mm-hmm. So people walking around can listen to your stand up, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 then like you know like for example if if people are digging you you like you they you know you I guess you get points for like after what ten minutes of stand up how many people are still listening to the Bluetooth mm-hmm. and like 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 a competition, you know? And I was like, huh. That's interesting, but you don't know what the fuck stand-up is right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because stand-up is not just audio, you know? Right. You know, there's, there's, there's it's visual, too, you know? So, uh, and then clearly you don't know, like, what a stand-up needs to kind of feed off of. You know what I'm saying? Like, like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like this with music. I'm assuming it is, is that, let's say you're telling, you're singing a song. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do it from my point of view. As a comedian, even if you think the joke is funny or not, mm-hmm. you do better when the crowd reacts to it and that they give you some sort of energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you feed off of that, right? Yeah. You know? So in a phone booth, you're not going to hear any of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah. But, you know, but like people are throwing ideas like that at me and I'm like, you motherfuckers don't <laughs> know what stand up comedy is, right? You know? Uh, I can understand it being a show, but not classifying it as stand-up comedy, you know? Yeah. Well, I again, it, it just goes back to 
you know, why? I, I don't know. I'm I, I, I'm an artist. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like that's my that's the only way I can kind of explain it. Mm-hmm. I mean, internally, it's a lot more complicated. Of than course. That, but, um. I don't expect people to understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, like I, I work with a lot of people too that you know throw out ideas and on how to market my music and stuff and just like all right, whatever. Like I, I'm down for any of that, but really at the end of the day, I, I don't, I don't care. You right. know, right. like which kind of sucks because I should, mm. you know, uh, on a business level right. and stuff. But I just want to keep writing. Right. I just want to keep writing music. And whatever I'm doing up to now, you know, I've been able to sustain. Mm. You know, I live in a box. I live in a small, like, apartment and stuff. But that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know, most people will lose their their minds, you know. Like, being 40 and living in this tiny studio apartment. But at least I can keep writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so when people throw ideas at me like um that i don't understand yeah it's like um it's like all right you know it's kind of like staring in the sun yeah did, did you Just, ever get i mean obviously you've been you've been they've a lot of ideas have been thrown at you is there one that stood out where you were like hell no um that happens it happens all the time but like yeah. it's uh a lot of it has to do with like like um all right i'll give you an example yeah like people like pressuring me to one person was like i should go r&b <laughs> at one point they're like that's where it's at and i was just like i didn't know how to respond um this is fairly recent no this was like uh, um a while ago and then uh, i get this like you should do a cover of this song mm. do a cover that uh again we've talked about covers right, 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 and stuff right, right, right. Like, yeah uh, i think it's okay for some pe- artists mm-hmm. to do covers that's your thing of mm. uh, a lot of millennials are down with that but right. i don't uh and i'm not knocking it but right. for myself i just don't i i i can't do it but right. whenever i hear someone suggest hey you should do a cover of yeah. this song yeah for me it's always like, you don't understand me. Yeah, 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 You know, that's the first thing I, but I can't say that, you right. know. I'm just like, oh, no, that's just kind of not my thing. You know, like, I'm not going to use someone else's art. Well, for me, I, I think it's using some right. someone else's art. It's like, if you uh, equate it to, um, like, paintings, uh-huh. it's like telling... Like, uh, if I was a painter, right, and someone was like, Hey, you should do a painting of Van Gogh's Starry Night in your own way, yeah, um, you turn it all purple, right? <laughs> yeah, or yeah. just like, um, like make a representation of that, you know, like, Mm-mm. was was Van Gogh doing that with another artist, you know, I, I want to make, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. in the beginning to learn how to paint right you know i think it's important I, in the beginning i i learned other people's songs to learn how to play mm-hmm. right uh, but now that i have the tools i need to make make songs and music um making inter- different interpretations of other people's art is mm. just not in my it's it's 
I'm not interested in that. But I'm more interested you know? in you possibly going into R and B though. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but you like, know, like, like in my movie, I sing a, a No Brain song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and so, right there, that's a cover, me doing a cover. Yeah. But really, it has more to do with that. I'm, I'm friends with these guys, and I wanted, I really want that, I really wanted to do it in respect to them mm-hmm. because they gave me uh, it. So, I think. Tr- Doing covers as a tribute mm-hmm. to someone you respect, yeah, 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 uh, makes more sense than doing it to. Because this is a popular put song. the spotlight on you, right? Right. You right, know, right. For me, it was more like bringing, you know, bringing more light to to them as artists right. and who they are in my life, and so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, we can go on and on about this, but no, so. I, was, I was trying to find because I remember years ago. There was this ah, fuck. I don't even. You know what? I don't, there's no point because I can't find it. But if if anyone re, re, uh, knows what I'm talking about, there was a there was a video on YouTube. Actually, it was just audio, really. Mm-hmm. But it was this group. It's kind of like an acapella R and B group, but they mm-hmm. made a song. Basically, the lyrics of the song was to. Um, give instructions on how to make an R&B song. Oh, okay, You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, first, first, you know yeah. what I mean? And then, like, you know, like, but the... the I think I heard that. Yeah, yeah. No, and I was like, that's funny. And I was like, Bobby, <laughs> you should do one of those. <laughs> I'm gonna be an asshole. You know who did that recently? Uh, oh, what's his name? Well, David Choi did it with that guy, Ryan Higa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did How to Make a Mumble Rap Song. Mm-hmm. And, um... I didn't like I I didn't know what mumble rap was until I saw that actually. Uh, but when I heard the song, oh, I was like, oh okay, that I've heard yeah. that genre yeah. of music yeah. before, and so I thought that was really like a brother in Atlanta. Funny, Pen- you know, that you can make a connect. Just exposing that it's all formulaic. Yeah, is you know. It's funny to me, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. all music is formulaic. Yeah. If, I mean, even my music is formulaic, and so, but it just happens to be like the big trend of the day, yeah. I guess. And so, for me to sing R and B, yeah, I could do it, yeah, based on the formulaic, you know. Well, yeah, but 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 I'm talking when I'm talking about R and B, I'm talking mm-hmm. like like like. Barry boys. White. <laughs> no, <laughs> you and Barry are so far from <laughs> the spectrum. I'm talking like, like, uh, what do you call it? Vocal gymnastics. You know what I mean? Where you know, like Wanye mm-hmm. from uh, from Boys to Men. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get all crazy and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. like Brian McKnight type of stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. By the way, R and B is not that big anymore. It's not. That it's genre is a... done. Really, in in, in at yeah. least in Western music. You know. Yeah, I mean, it shows up. It gets peppered in, into yeah in pop music yeah but it's uh yeah it, for the most part it's, yeah, it's gone that's why it's okay to say hip-hop is dead yeah. for a lot of old school hip-hop artists because they don't like the you know like a president like a yeah. president Leno. yeah i mean Panda. but hip-hop's Panda. taken on another i don't know i don't know that world uh very well so it's um I ca- but but you hear those those statements like hip-hop is dead yeah. rock is dead you know um uh, and so, 
I don't know. For me, like singer songwriters will always exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I'm allowed to. Uh, I don't know. I'm allowed to continue to make my crappy singer songwriter sad songs. <laughs> you know what's interesting, and, I, yeah. and I know, I know. Obviously, this is uh, totally far from your 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 uh, your lane, but there are two white girls. They're not. I mean, they're not in the same group, but there's two different white girls mm-hmm. who, who, f- for lack of better words, they act black, right? Now, mm-hmm. one girl, uh, she is got famous because I think she was on Maury or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, like someone who was you know, like trying to talk shit to her, mm-hmm. and it's like a young kid, and she's like, and she got famous. She became an internet meme because she was like. Catch me outside. How about oh, that? Oh, right? yeah, that girl. Now, yeah. she mm-hmm. apparently has three songs on the top Billboard 100. Okay. Right? You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, but then there's another one who's even crazier. But she, mm-hmm. she doesn't have the kind of like... She wasn't on Maury or whatever. But I forget what this girl's name. I think it's like Whoa Vicky. Mm-hmm. But... but She's like in every one of her video. Well, in the beginning, she was like, "I, yo, I took, I sent my DNA to ancestry dot, uh, you know, uh, dot com, and mm-hmm. it says that I'm like five percent black and shit. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And she's just whatever, right? And then she, she didn't. I don't know if she made an actual like song or whatever, mm-hmm. but she made this video with her and some of the, like her her black homies. Mm-hmm. They all have guns and shit, and like you know what I mean. And they're like talking shit to Snoop Dogg, like how they're gonna like 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 beat up Snoop Dogg, right? And then uh, a few, maybe a few days later, like they made an apology video because because okay. the guys were like, "Yo," and like yeah. the, the one guy was like, "Man, if I catch you, Snoop, I'll fuck you up or whatever," uh-huh. right? And afterwards, like, "Hey, man, I, I was just playing around," you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, "What is going on? What is going on with the world?" Honestly, I was just gonna say, you know, yeah. like um. I'm kind of sick and tired of the world right now. <laughs> like, just everything. <laughs> I'm really disappointed with how the way internet's turning out Yeah. for us. And uh, just all this... I'm just kind of, like, becoming more and more pessimistic mm. about the future. <laughs> right. Um, I think we've... As, as a race, as the human race, mm. we've... Um, uh, we've made a lot of improvements, mm. but there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that I just I feel like just crawling into a like a dark cave or mm-hmm. something and just like never coming out. Uh, it's depressing. Well, I mean, yeah, there are a lot. Like, I I do find very good uses for the internet. I'll tell you recently mm-hmm. one thing. Thank God for the internet, right now. The last few days, it was, like, crazy raining. Like, mm-hmm. it was crazy rainy in Korea, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, it is humid as fuck in my apartment, right? And I started, like, looking online mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I should probably buy a, a dehumidifier, mm-hmm. right? And then you said, Danny, there should be a dehumidifier function mm-hmm. on, your, uh, on, your, on your AC. Yeah. So I'm looking at my AC. Yeah. And I'm like, there is no instruction manual at all in uh-huh. Korean. Uh-huh. So I typed in, I typed in the model, the model of, yeah. and then I said, how do you get to the dehum, de, yeah. 
Boom. Found it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit like that. The internet's awesome, bro. That's great, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I uh I I, I did that recently. Like uh I have a coffee grinder mm-hmm. in my house mm-hmm. and uh it has like this um rubber part on it. Yeah. Uh that for some reason it started to melt and get really sticky. Mm-mm. Uh for no no I don't even know how. Yeah. And so uh I I just googled the name of the 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 grinder yeah and sticky yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it came out there was a thread on that yeah uh, and I was able to clean up the thing like, so so like, what I'm saying that is, kind of stuff is good it's not all bad you know <laughs> it's what not I mean all bad. it's not all bad you know but uh, when it comes to like pop culture yes and, yes um, for me music um, has become exhausting mm-hmm. like before. When like in the eighties and even the nineties, I was like, excited, so excited about music because it was so exclusive almost. Mm-mm. Where like even finding a bootleg of something mm. was a th- was extremely satisfying and like really hard to do. Right. And now that everything is attainable, yeah. Like, I don't even seek out new music anymore. Like yeah. I don't even the artists that I love, like. Um, I used to be obsessed with like Radiohead and um, I don't know like I don't know Simon and Garfunkel like uh, whatever <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and and nowadays I don't even care like yeah. I I I don't I couldn't tell I I don't even know what the last Radiohead album was because I'm just I'm I'm exhausted. Mm. There's just too much stuff out there. Uh, not just by the artist, but everyone, and everyone's trying to do the next, find a new gimmick. Right. Uh, and a lot of the, these things are gimmicks, and I and I really hate gimmicks. Right, right, right. Because they're not, they have no longevity. You know, like, I don't know what to, you know, the, I, I still look to the, I, more and more I'm looking to the past, because I feel like these older albums, like, Pet Sounds or the Beach Boys, they, they, they were. I mean, those are classics yeah. for a reason, right? But I feel like everyone nowadays, they're putting out albums, like, like I, I got, I, I really hate having an album on iTunes right now that mm-hmm. says bonus, special edition or something like that, Mm-mm. like. That's a gimmick to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get people's eyes on it to it yeah. like i don't want to be part of that right but i am you mm-hmm. know because i let someone talk me into it or yeah. i didn't fight it or right. i didn't fight it and it, but for me it's like eats away at my soul for some reason mm-hmm. like I, I don't like that kind of stuff. special edition bonus edition you know it's a big phony album you know right. like i just kind of like i wish it could be more what I grew up with, yeah, you know, and when I when, what I grew up with was like in the eighties and the nineties, where everything was still sacred, right, and not so watered down and not gimmicky, and I mean there were gimmicks of that time too, but like there are things, there are albums that still stand stand the test of time, and yep. I know that I'm gonna be listening to Pet Sounds when I'm eighty years old, yeah, and I guess that's what I'm talking about. I want my music and my, my albums to be timeless, but then. Once you start getting gimmicky with whatever you're marketing, your it just kind of 
infects your art yeah, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. way that that's not going to stand the test of time. And that really makes me sad, you know, as an artist. You know, you look at, like, let's go back to Van Gogh. Mm -hmm. His art will always be iconic. And mm -hmm. it'll be, you know, it, it will, in a hundred years, in a thousand years, you know, it could still be relevant, you yeah. know. And as an artist, you, you, you want to hope that the things you say and the things you leave behind will still be relevant because, you know, it, it is in fact art. And that's, I think that's what a lot of people are losing touch with. Yeah. I yeah. think in the world of what entertainment and, uh, and I think the internet is really, um, it ain't helping. It's not helping. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, cause you know, like I've, uh, cause I do like a re a weekly radio show. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, every week I have to bring in two songs, mm -hmm. you know, and Given that I don't, A, listen to popular music anymore, or mm -hmm. like what's out now, mm -hmm. you know? So none of my choices are, let's just put it this way. Most of my choices are from my college years and before. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of stuff that I liked all the way to yeah. like, I mean, the other day I was, I, I played Prince and Ray Charles. Ain't nobody gonna play that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. On, on on TBS, right? You know? Which is a shame. Yeah. And I, I, speaking of TBS, when I first went on yeah. one of the shows, I, they asked me to bring some songs. Yeah. And I remember I brought in Horang Nabi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the original. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, they're all, oh, we can't play this. But we can play, uh, this hip hop artist covered it. Yeah. We'll, we'll play that one. Yeah. I was just kind of like, uh, you're missing the point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, bringing yeah. this in because it's a memory of mine. Yeah. And this is, that was my introduction to Korean music. Yeah. You playing the co a cover of that song by some hip hop or K-pop yeah. artist. Yeah. Uh, is not really something I want to listen to. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, right. you know, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, oh man, I was, I was, so it, it's always like, Random and and all every every week there is a certain topic to why I go up there, right? So like let's say, so you know my the corner is basically about um, life hacks, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this coming week, it's about like, soggeting, mm -hmm. dating apps, life hacks. Mm -hmm. So obviously it's gonna be song like love songs, uh -huh. right? You know. Then I'm not gonna, you know. First of all, there aren't any love songs these days, right? Like yeah. you know, in, in this day and age. So I'm gonna go hit like, you know, from from Maxwell. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Go, go even Retro. further back, you know. And yeah. and um, it's funny is because my co-host, yeah, she's she's younger than me. She tends to pick like more like kind of poppy like current more current songs yeah. right mm -hmm. and my ass is going back to like all right oh when, when we were talking about how to beat summer proof your house right summer proof your house yeah okay i was like dude beach boys all day right yeah. you know what i mean like you know like california simple shit you yeah. know and um and then i looked at what she was bringing and what i was bringing and there was such a disconnect yeah you know of of, of almost age that it actually made me feel bad that i was like, oh shit i am old yeah you know? Well, I mean, that's something I've 
come to accept mm-hmm. is I feel like I I had I was born one day to I mean like I had one I have one foot in the old school mm-hmm. and bare and like I have one foot kind of stepping over <laughs> the new school <laughs> but hasn't landed yet yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah. so yeah. I feel like that is my problem and um just like I I have to accept the fact that I probably I'm not gonna adjust or yeah co- uh, completely you know and so that's why I, for me I had to come to a place where I'll, all right I'm doing this for the art of you course, know of I course. enjoy writing music and I'm gonna just continue to do it yeah. even though I'm not gonna make any money uh, I'm not gonna make a great living mm. off of it um I just know I, I got to keep doing it. And it, it's tra- kind of tragic if we look at it that way. Mm. But that's fine. You know, for me, I'd rather f- feel fulfilled mm. before I die. And then um, uh, rather than... I'm not doing it for the business of things. I'm not of course. a businessman. So it's okay. I can live with that. I, I mean, uh, I, I, I do want to make money. You know? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure you do too. I mean, to a certain extent. You know what I mean? I mean, that... Not to be, yeah. to you know, to be comfortable, you know? Uh, uh. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to be able to go on a proper vacation yeah. and stuff like that uh, with my wife. Mm. I know that make her happy. Yeah. Um. So I'm not completely disconnected from making a living. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, even me too, man. Like, I was like, dude... I realize that I go to foreign countries mm-hmm. not for pleasure. Mm-hmm. I always have if I if, if I, there's no gig out there, even if I'm losing money, if there's no gig out there, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to me, like I have to go out there with a like a portion of work in mind. Like mm-hmm. even like Guam and Saipan when I was there, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Unfortunately, like I didn't I should have stayed longer. Yeah, but it was beautiful. You're talking about a cave mm-hmm. in Guam. Uh, during World War Two, there was one Japanese soldier that got kind of stranded in Guam, mm-hmm. and he hid in a cave for, for like for thirty to forty years, waiting for the he, the Japan his Japanese homeboys to uh-huh. come get him, uh-huh. right? And he survived. I don't know what the fuck he survived off of, but he was living in a cave. Finally, like uh, in like nineteen seventy or some shit, mm-hmm. some farmers. Like like dragged him out of there. Yeah, and he's like, "Yo, kill me," you know. Uh-huh. And now it's like, uh, he, they didn't kill him. You know, he got remarried. He came back to Guam. It was uh-huh. a big thing, and like his cave is now like a like a tourist, uh, site. tourist site. You know, you know. <laughs> and I was like, "Damn," and I was like, "Yo, man!" Like I, I don't got that kind of like uh, nationalism mm-hmm. or patriotism because my ass would have been like because so the. So you know the the hello in in Hawaii is aloha, mm-hmm. in Guam and in Saipan it's half a day, half a day, yeah, uh-huh. pretty much right. And so, dude, if I was this Japanese dude by week two, I would have just walked out of it. Uh, half a day, <laughs> right? I would I would have figured out how to try to fucking adapt. yeah adapt. This motherfucker got all page you know I mean patriotic mm-hmm. and shit. Oh, kid or me. You know, mm-hmm. oh, he didn't even, he, he thought, like, you know, that, that, that Japan was going to win the war and shit like that. So, I don't know. I, I just brought it up because I was like, I would have never gone to Guam mm-hmm. if there was no gig. 
or Saipan for that matter. Yeah. But now that I went, mm-hmm. I was I would like to go back, mm-hmm. even if there wasn't a gig. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, did you know that Koreans that visit Saipan, the locals, um, can spot a Korean from a mile away? Oh yeah, how yeah. so? They all rent mustangs with the convertible mustangs oh yeah <laughs> so like there's like a rental car like i mean like the four or five i remember uh-huh. the dude that, um, that set it up he was driving you know to my hotel and there was like a bunch of rental car mom and pop rental car joints mm-hmm. and i swear to you all you saw were mustangs and mm-hmm. maybe like a few cars but it was like mm-hmm. 50 mustangs of like pastel pink colors and shit <laughs> And then I was like, dude, what's up with all these Mustangs here? And they were like, because of you people. Like, what do you mean? Like, Koreans, dude. They would rent it. Uh-huh. And it, and they have slightly a bad rep mm-hmm. in Saipan. Is that, like, because, you know, like, the, the scenery looks nice and, you know what I mean? Like, they would park their car in the middle of the road mm-hmm. during the daytime so they could take their selfie stick and take a picture. But they are blocking traffic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they were doing that shit, you know? So when I went to Saipan, I was like, yo, I'm Korean. But I did not get a Mustang. <laughs> and they started laughing already. And oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, so that's the nice. truth, you know? Um, yeah, but, yeah, I want to go on a vacation, uh-huh. you know? Uh, but Let's go this week. Yeah. What are you doing this week? Let's go to Jeju. This week? Yeah. You want to? Yeah. I'm down. All right. Let's... All right, let's go. I'm serious. Well, that's how we end the podcast. Then. All right, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to look up flights now. All right, later, guys. Thanks for listening.